We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up? Happy Tuesday. Lucky Lefty Podcast. You know what time it is, man. The Honora boys are in the building. Notre Dame, according to reports, they have their guy. They have the new offensive line coach. But before we get to that, this dude right here, it's a very special day. It's the day his pops held him up like Mufasa held Simba up. Happy birthday, left. My fault. You're on mute. You're on mute, bro. I'm on. I'm not on mute. I'm on. I'm, my mic's working now. Can oh, okay. Hear, hear you? Yes. Happy birthday, left. Can you hear, okay. So, before we get started, on the twenty eighth. 28th on the 28th. You have to do something special. You got to do something special today, bro. All I ask is that you're able to do to show the show. A, a nice. As long as you're able to do the show tomorrow, I'm cool. I think it's a lag. It might be. It That's might be. <laughs> That's the key. So thank you to everyone. We launched Jeez, our nice. first city podcast on the lucky lefty network ll chicago is our first city we're going to be building shows around chicago sports and eventually moving on to other cities around the country ll chicago we started it off with kenneth davis the under the center podcast on nbc sports chicago and sean sierra super back former college player at dartmouth former nfl player he joined us as well to talk about Ryan Poles, Justin Fields, the number one pick, what they're going to do with it, free agency, so on and so forth. Great, great participation last night. The views, you know, it's an unknown. People know us for Notre Dame. It was an unknown video, and people are really starting to tap into it and support it. And we thank you, LL Nation. You know, send us suggestions of other cities you would like to see Lucky Lefty Network pop off when it comes to talking sports, whether college or professional. We're looking to do that and expand the business and expand the network 
of Lucky Lefty Network and Lucky Lefty Podcast. So, uh, Left, how are you going to? I mean, how do you look at your birthday? Let me let me tell you how I look at my birthday. Right. I really don't want anybody to do anything for me on my birthday. I want my birthday to be about what I That's want it. to do. Like, let me do what I want to do on my birthday. Everybody else can rock out on that. Yeah, birthday. I think people get so I think people get so caught up in uh them wanting to have fun with you with things that they want to do with you instead of what you want to do. I think sometimes people fail to appreciate guys that just want to just hang out, you know, and it may not go to many places. Maybe just stay low key. <clears throat> I know that it's being Tuesday. I got stuff to do. So it's like, I'm excited about my birthday. I love my birthday, but I love not planning on my birthday. Let things happen how they happen. Some things may pop up. That always makes the experience a little more fun for me. So, you know, I'm just excited to see 28 years old, man. It's uh, it's getting up there, man, definitely. Hey, we have a question from Terry Tyler. Will Malik be on a, any future oh. episodes of All-American again? So it's ironic. One of the, the directors is a Notre Dame grad. So hopefully, you know, I can get back on there pretty soon. Uh, Max and Devin, they, they, Devin was just on one of the latest episodes, so... Shout out Devin Butler, man. He's looking good on there. Yeah, it's funny. My uh, my daughter, I forget, one of the cast members had a birthday party this weekend in L.A. And my mm-hmm. daughter went. Because uh, one of her friends is on All-American Homecoming. So I guess both oh, casts. Yeah, so, okay. so, so both casts actually rocked together. And like party together, so it was just kind of cool. She said it was a cool vibe. She was like, "Yeah, it was cool vibe. Everybody was pretty nice." Yeah, they stay they stay on the um, the same like lot. So when you go, they got the All American lot, and then they got the Homecoming lot on the same thing. So they like see each other all the time. You'll eat lunch with them and stuff. It's pretty cool. So once again, we are brought to you by Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com, that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. Don't forget, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CFB Nation, in conjunction with Irish Breakdown, all of our great content. It's absolutely fantastic. Leave us five stars. Leave your messages and your comments. We always respond to it. And we are proudly the home of the misguided passion. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know we spin it different. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. So yesterday, news broke. I believe 247 and Tom Lloyd were the first to report that Joe Rudolph will more than likely be the next offensive line coach to succeed Harry Heastan at the University of Notre Dame. He is formally being interviewed today, but, yo, he actually released a farewell letter to Virginia Tech fans yesterday, which was weird because he hadn't had a formal interview yet. Uh, Virginia Tech head coach Brent Pry said some things, basically wishing him luck. And then his Wikipedia page listed him as the offensive line coach at Notre Dame (laughs) around 1 o'clock yesterday. So it seems like everybody was on the same page except Notre Dame. (laughs) Notre Dame wasn't ready to make it official, but everyone else pretty much. So, oh man, left. You are familiar with. I'm Joe actually Rudolph. a huge fan. Mm-hmm. Huge fan of Joe Rudolph. Uh, he was recruited me at Wisconsin. A big reason why I wanted to go to Wisconsin because of Joe Rudolph and Paul Chris. I think that's a dynamic, awesome combo. Big fan of just who he is as a coach, as a person, as a recruiter. I think he's he knows enough. Uh, to get the guys motivated to play for him. He's a tough guy. Um, would have loved to play for him. Um, on my, even on my both both my first and second recruitments, I kept I kept going back to Wisconsin because of those two guys. I even went to Pitt when they stopped at Pitt for a year and a half when they was over there. Definitely, uh, if not the coaching staff at Notre Dame, I definitely would have been a Badger during that time. You probably should have gone to the Badgers instead of down to uh, Florida, in hindsight. Yeah, in hindsight. You know, hindsight, of course, it would have made a lot of different decisions. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, um, what I did learn was that coaching staffs matter, those relationships matter. And I don't and I don't think that it's one of those situations where it's a really great hire, not so much to replace Harry Heastan, 
but to fill the role where we're not going to be uh, taking a step back by taking on this new hire, Joe Rudolph. I think he's going to elevate these guys in a, in a tough way. He's definitely the, the physical aspect of what Marcus Freeman is looking for, especially from his, his the trenches, the guys in the trenches. Uh, and on top of that, you know, I think from a, a coaching staff that still has continuity on a recruiting standpoint, I think Coach Rudolph does a great job at recruiting and making guys feel uh, real comfortable. I mean, I remember when I went up to Wisconsin, my second recruitment, the first place I went with, with Coach Rudolph was the old lineman house. We went ate dinner with all the old linemen and his family. It was really dope. What stands out about him as a head, I mean, as a coach? He's been a head coach. He's been an offensive coordinator. He's been an offensive line coach. What stands out about Joe Rudolph? It's a huge comfort because you 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 get the feeling that he knows what he's doing. He's a guy's guy, a player's coach, a guy that you can really take a, a lot from, especially hard coaching. He's going to keep it real with you. He's a real upfront guy, and he knows his stuff. I mean, he's all about being tough, all about uh, being competitive, and it's a, it's a good seriousness to him to where he's not just a, a snake oil salesman. Mm. He's really in there. Uh, build relationships. I put him in the category a lot with a Tony Alford and the, and the type of qualities that Coach Alford has is a lot that I get from Joe Rudolph. Those are two of my top five favorite coaches through my football career is Joe Rudolph, Tony Alford, he Stan, Matt LaFleur, and uh, uh, my, my junior high basketball coach. <laughs> really? Those are my top yeah, but Joe Joe uh, Rudolph and Tony Offer, man, those are, man, two great recruiters. Uh, Joe Rudolph, especially, man, I just really, you just really believe uh, in a coach like that, especially a guy that will have your back. So when I heard the news he was coming, I thought it was a perfect hire, a great fit, uh, something that the O line is going to really take a lot from as well. So I don't think it's, uh, I, I feel better about filling that position. Then I did the, the offensive coordinator. So it'll it'll come together good. This is the weird part. He's coming in for the formal interview, and they've done the zooms, they've settled on particulars. One of the big parts of him coming to campus today will be him meeting with the players. And according to some sources, there was one interview in the process that a coach came in and came to campus and met with the players and that meeting didn't go quite well. This, this is a new day, right? Because I understand maybe the coach meeting with leadership and certain players, and then a positional coach, him meeting with the offensive lineman. But first of all, I don't know how you screw up <laughs> meeting the players, right? Because what are you coming in? Like telling them, trying to be a hard A, trying to tell them what you're going to do is your world. It's like you're trying to ingratiate yourself to these young men. Like who can mess up meeting the players? Like you don't deserve it if you mess that up. That's the easy part. Showing how personable you are, showing the type of person you are. I mean, just be authentic. 
and the fact that there are reports that someone came in in one of the coaching searches and just immediately failed when they met the players is actually kind of laughable. I'm glad it happened. Are they saying that are there? That's that's a coach that's there right now, or a coach no, no, one of the coaches that was being interviewed. One of the coaches that came to campus to be interviewed for one of the coaching jobs, like failed when he met the players, or it didn't go well, as they say. See, that's kind of hard. Yeah, how does that happen? Mm-hmm. Like I said, you come in trying to, you know, assert yourself instead of just throwing out some icebreakers and making it a beat and greet, which is what it should be. That, that's pretty much it. Yes. One thing that's interesting about football is that you get a really clear discernment for guys that are full of it and guys that you can really see you you blending well with in the in the room. And I think that, you know, Notre Dame guys are and just the environment itself, it's hard to really fake anything. You gotta pretty much be pretty genuine mm-hmm. through your experience through Notre Dame, just because it's too much going on to keep up with if you're not being authentic. You know, it's just too much shit. Yeah. So and and football does more so than I think a lot of different businesses, football is the few places or spaces where you can get figured out real quick. You know, the results and, and winning are at such a premium that, you know, it can really hold or fold you. So you can't go in there not knowing what you're doing because you're not going to mm. last long. Mm. You can only hold up the side so long before I start being like, man, this, this man don't know what he's talking about. You know, you just, you just become a... a uh, Charlie Brown's teacher. Yeah. And I think Van Gorder experienced some of that. You know, once a couple losses happen, you know, you don't start off as hot as you do. So some of them Van Gorderisms ain't hitting the same. <laughs> you got guys looking at you sideways. He's like, you don't know how you, you know, it, but that's what happens in football. You know, different in business. Yeah, you can fake it till you make it in business, but you can't fake it till you make it in football. No, no, because it's too hard. It's just too. Hard. How close? Compare him to Harry Heastan. Are they similar? Are they different? You definitely get an intensity. Uh, you get a, a, a very a very similar intensity that both guys really, really care about winning and really care about guys doing their job. The difference is, is is literally production. You know, I think from a personality standpoint, he Stan and Van Gorder can be seen in a vacuum as the same type of character. Mm. Very fiery, very passionate, but the difference is Harry Heaston has produced a Ronnie Stanley, mm. a Q Nelson, a Mike McGlinchey, a Zach Martin, to where all that theatrics that you would assume that he's doing, you believe it. And so it's like, 
oh, what you do is cool for you, but not cool for me. So Haystan cussing you out, going crazy, doing all the most. You're like, oh, I'm honored. Oh, thank you, Haystan. Thank you. Thank you. I, I understand. I got, you know, I do it to get better, you know. Van Gorder cuss you out, going crazy, you know, this and that. It's like, man, who's this man talking to like this? I'm a grown man too, this and that. You know how that go. So it's it's literally based on results. That's why I think I love football so much. It's a result-based business, you know, and you and, 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 and your craft is going to speak for itself. So you can only fake it for so long. But if you're not putting up numbers, naturally guys just don't believe you. And it's in recruiting too. I remember Justin Fields and his mom came to Florida when I was there and he was looking at where to go and we weren't organized right. <laughs> you know, we was we was going through transition at Florida, a lot of things going on. And, and it, you, but you still got to recruit. You know, you still got to try to garner, you know, the, the right guys. And he came in there and Justin Fields looked around. He just could tell that we wasn't SHIT at that time. No matter how much I was trying to blow it up for him and, you know, promote baseball and football aspect, he knew. He was like, man, y'all in the dumps right now. I ain't, I ain't thinking about y'all. <laughs> so that's what happens when and it's about production, man. And so uh, I really think that he, Stan, and Van Gorder are the same. But one got Hall of Famers in first round and $100 million contracts, and one – May not have the, the the amount of success. I mean, he got a Jalen Smith on his, you know, but who knows? It's interesting you say that because that has been the consensus from a lot of people that we talked to. Uh, my guy Evan Flo uh, Evan Flood that covers the Badgers for two four seven. Someone that I've spoken to a lot over the last decade. And I can't, I literally have not found one person that can give me a bad thing to say about Joe Rudolph. It's almost, no, like, I mean, it's almost like he has been the most underrated, undercover, yeah. underground offensive line coach in the country. Because right? he's so and, like, he's so cool. Like he a cool coach. It's like, You'll go in there and he's like, look, I'm not about all of that. He wouldn't mm -hmm. tell you that. Mm -hmm. That's just the vibe you get. You know, he walk in, he just sitting there with his leg crossed. He's like, come on in, man. Cut the tape on. Just start talking about whatever. And, and through the conversation, 80% of it is BS. And then there's 20% where he really teaching you something or telling you something. And then you, you but you got to pay attention because he, he, cause he's smooth with it. He just... Oh, you got to block this guy combo in. Oh, yeah, and then, you know, the lunch is crazy out here. You know, I got to get a find a good sandwich. You know where to get a good sandwich from? You know, that type of thing. But he'll, in between the BS, he's dropping gems. I think that's what makes you so cool about it because you talking to him, you wouldn't think he cares about all this. <coughs> all this NIL and going to see. He yeah. like, man, whatever. You my guy. You know, you my guy. But then, when he's not in recruitment mode, he's very serious about his job. So don't <laughs> go in there thinking it's sweet, you know. But it's he know how to turn it on and off kind of thing. So you can appreciate that. 
Doma Wap says, evidently, he's not a great OC. Mertz was his downfall. Mertz is not a great talent. You know, well, probably, <clears throat> as soon as Jack Cone left, they was probably kicking themselves just to see Jack Cone's numbers every week. Well, if Jack Cone, honestly, with that situation, if Jack Cone doesn't get injured, he's probably the quarterback. And when he got injured and really couldn't compete through the spring, and I was going into the COVID year too. So Mertz just kind of. Kind of what? He was given the position. He didn't fight for it. He didn't win it. Just the situation surrounding the program let him walk into the position. And he was terrible. That's the situation where I can't really – I don't know if I would really place that on Rudolph or Paul Chris. No, no you, like, you don't know it's going to turn out like that. Just one of those situations, and then Jack Cohn just decided to dip, you know, right yeah. after that, you know, because of the way things were handled. I would think the way things were handled, you could definitely lay at the feet of Joe Rudolph and Paul Chris. Yes. But the way things with injuries and all of that stuff, that's football. Things happen. You know, difficult decisions have to be made to move on as a program and a staff. And it didn't work out. It didn't work out. I don't know what the heck the Florida staff sees in Graham Mertz. No clue. None. Dumbfounded. Dumbfounded. For I me. thought he was going to have to go to NIA, <laughs> NIA route. Once he jumped into the portal, but I don't know how these guys get these chances like that. But you know, same reason why Lil Will Levis is getting drafted top pick of the draft, pretty much. Oh, I love it though. I love Will Levis getting that love. That's more opportunity for trades. <laughs> I love it. I love it. More opportunity for trades. He's talking about more opportunity. more opportunity for trades, man. That is Talk Levis up, talk Richardson up, talk all get all these quarterbacks up in the top five. Okay. All of them. I see the strategy. Absolutely. Lucky Lefty Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, CFB Nation, and Conjunctual Irish Breakdown. All of our content. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know we spin it different. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix.
Joe Rudolph, once again, appears to be in line to be the next offensive line coach at Notre Dame. Formal interview in South Bend today. All reports say that he will have a formal meeting with the players. I'm pretty sure it's the positional a positional thing. So he'll meet with the offensive lineman. And the dude, the offensive linemen are pretty mild mannered. You don't have really, you don't have any firecrackers. You don't have like a Jared Patterson that's like the unquestioned leader of that group. You know, Blake Fisher seems pretty quiet. Joe Alt seems pretty mild mannered. Zeke Carell might be the most outspoken. Yeah. For the crew, uh, dude, there's no way Joe Rudolph can mess up meeting the players. None, not not the old lineman. I think you you walking into a really good situation when you come to Notre Dame because you're getting a group that's giving you all the the necessary things to make them successful. You just need to put the key in the ignition, and for an old line group that's primed and prepped like they are. I mean, anybody can, not anybody, but a lot of people can succeed uh, even off of the first year not having he stand there with what their foundation is and what you can build on top of that. And I know one thing. I want to talk about the benefit of having him on the staff with Jared Parker. Like his knowledge of three different positions being a head coach, being an offensive coordinator, and being an O-line coach, that has to help Jared Parker transition smoothly because he's able to give him advice and able to see things from Jared Parker's point of view and then just really transfer it right into the O-line to be able to produce whatever Jared Parker wants in that run game. Because if we're looking at the Wisconsin O-line and what they were able to do, they're going to be physical. They're going to be that I think he's I don't think the level of athlete at Wisconsin or what they recruited is going to be equal to what he recruits at Notre Dame. That's number one. And number two, I think his ability to do a lot of different things. The Wisconsin run game, if you really look at it historically. Because it stayed the same, whether it's Run Dame, Terrell Fletcher. Um, I'm missing my guy that's up in Indianapolis right now that, that had a monster Melvin season. Gordon? Not Melvin Gordon. They had Melvin Gordon, the kid that's in Indianapolis right now. The chat, you guys help me out. Um, oh, Jonathan Taylor. Yes, Jonathan Taylor. No matter who the running back was. Dude, they ran counters. They pulled tackles. They pulled guards. They pulled centers. They ran duo. They ran inside zone. They ran outside zone. It wasn't just we're lining up and running straight at you. They set you up. They would run something early, and they would set up what they wanted to do when they got you into the second half or they got you into deep waters. And then they just bludgeoned you, you know, with those running backs we just named. So we're talking about a diverse style of running which bodes well because you have three i can't even say three well the top three running backs on our team are three different types of running backs 
That's why it's a really good yeah. hire to me because you have a guy that knows how to prepare the offensive line to block for a diverse style of running back, which is very important because you have to know who's behind you. Like blocking for Emmett Smith is totally different than Body blocking for Barry Sanders. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's where Joe Rudolph, especially in the run game, can probably bring together uh the synergy between the tight end and the and the managing of the three running backs. Maybe we won't see Chris Tyre. I'm sorry, we won't see Chris Tyree running inside zone mm-hmm. with two tight ends in the backfield. Maybe we'll see him run the right and proper uh run tracks outside the tackles that he's meant to do. We won't see Aldrich estimate trying to catch pitches and get to the edge. Maybe we'll see him fit more right outside in between the tackles or, you know, downhill. I think Rudolph adds an amazing uh, aspect or perspective to the run game and how it can work with the O-line and the diverse running backs that we have. And then probably Gino and him probably – work on the past game coordinating in some aspect. But if this is the, the group project that you're going in, the team that you're doing the group project with going into it with, I feel pretty good. You got Joe Rudolph, the, our quarterback coach, Gigi, and you got Jared Parker coming together. I think you'll have a nice game plan week to week at least. Now, it, it may not be as creative as Tommy's, but I think it'll be simple enough for us not to have simple mistakes like false starts or, you know, delay of games or people doing the wrong assignments. And he's walking into, I think he understands. <laughs> I looked at Virginia Tech and I look at the, the two tackles I'm inheriting along with Zeke Carell, left center. Yeah, man. Yeah, like I like I like what I'm seeing. I like what I'm seeing. It was easy why for him. It was an easy decision for him, in my opinion. I think that's why he put out his farewell yeah, letter. Yes, <laughs> like yo, this is easy. On, I got the call, and I do think that's interesting that. Um, you know, I think he sees the value in what we have, just similar to how Sam Hartman saw the value in what we had with the offensive line. He's like, man, they giving how much time to who doing what? Oh man, I got first round guys that just need a just need a push over the edge. They don't even need much. It's a it's just a slight tap. Yeah, and I can put my name on three first rounders. Oh yeah, we can we can do that. Yeah, and I think just to of what it can offer. He sees the success of what uh, assistant coaches are getting after they leave Notre Dame. I'm sure Joe Rudolph wants to be a head coach again in the near future. He didn't see a Lance Taylor. He didn't see an Elko. Mm-hmm. He didn't see a Matt. Before. He didn't. These are one and dones. Yeah. So or two and dones. <laughs> you you. You want the bigger and better, so he probably sees the opportunity and wants to take advantage. I would have let BT too. Yeah. Lucky Lefty Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, CFB Nation, and Conjunction with Irish Breakdown, all of our great content. 
like you said, we look forward to everything being official sometime later today or maybe even tomorrow for Joe Rudolph becoming the next offensive line coach at Notre Dame. He gets less vote. And I think it's election day all over the place. I know it's election day in Chicago for the mayoral race. Oh, goodness. You know. What if you... Did you go vote? I don't live in Chicago, and I'm grateful I don't, because I don't. I personally don't like any of the candidates. <laughs> you know, this man said I don't like any of them. I'm interested in. I'm interested in the young brother Brandon Johnson, but I just don't know enough about him. Mm. Right, and the mere fact that the Bears are gone. They need to get rid of Lori Lightfoot. Just, just all together. Just all together for that simple reason. See that time. Is the time, man. Her and Jack Warwick for Mayor of Chicago. Lucky Lefty Podcast. When we come back. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk defensive questions going into the spring, and I have somebody. You know, I love popping film on left that I know he's going to love. That's I right. Got one, I got one for him. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know. We spin it different. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.